What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Rachel Silver Cohen from Unpolished Therapy. And guess who's here with me? The one, the only, Dr. Boca. What's up, Dr. Boca? Wow, that was some introduction. I almost felt famous for a hot second. So thank you for that. Almost um, Famous. That's a good movie. Almost I love that famous movie. Almost Famous was a great movie. It was. So we are here and I have to just, I mean, because I feel like our listeners just really need an understanding of what's going on right now. We have gotten to the middle of the week, which means it is hum day. We decided for hump day, Wednesday, which is our favorite day of the week, we needed to lighten the mood. Last week was a little intense. It was heavy. We had a topic that was kind of heavy, which is good. It's all good. It's unpolished. And that's what we do here on Unpolished Therapy. That being said, though, we wanted to kind of just mix things up. I think everyone deserves a little bit of tension release. And we did promise to talk about the S-E-X word. <laughs> oh my God, I'm getting embarrassed. <laughs> I know, you're getting a little flushed. So what we decided to do is, you know, Wednesday, hump day, sex. We wanted to just have a little fun with that. So we are wetting our appetites, so to speak. No pun intended. Wow, but there's I love a lot puns. going on here. I love puns. And we just, I don't know, we just started trying to just loosen up a little bit. So Dr. Boca's had a few drinks, which she is an alternate personality. <laughs> I'm learning. And me, you know, I can kind of hold my own, but I'm down for whatever. So I have the scotch pouring over on my end here. But in keeping with the respect of Dr. Boga, because we definitely want to keep her license, I'm going to honor her request. And I just want to remind everyone before we get going that today, more than ever before, in no way, shape, or form, is this real therapy. It could not be more unpolished. We haven't even gotten going yet. And she's already like, giggling in the computer screen. I can see. She's like biting the inside of her cheek, trying to hold it all together. And we're just having fun because at the end of the day, you guys, that's what life is all about. We are about just being unpolished, being authentic, having fun, the ups, the downs, everything in between. And, you know, we're just loosening up a little bit. So Dr. Boca, did I do you justice with the disclaimers or no? You always have my back. And with that, strap in. Put your feet in the stirrups and we are going to get down to business. There you go. We got to love Dr. Boca, everyone. She keeps us honest. Dr. Boca, thank you for keeping me honest. And Always. let's get going. Let's just jump in. That was a great intro, but like I think people really want to hear what it is you have to say. So sex, Dr. Boca, go. Oh, it's going to be on me. Well, obviously, sex is one of the three reasons that people come into therapy. It's sex, money, and communication and a derivative of all of those. And let me preface that by saying couples therapy, not all individual therapy do people come in for those reasons. So it obviously is an intense topic. It's obviously can be a very fun topic. It also can be a disappointing topic for some people. And I just duly want to note that Rachel dropped something when she was <laughs> implying that I couldn't hold my alcohol. So anyway, which I can. So we 
want to talk about sex, but I think there's actually something that comes before we can talk about sex. And Rachel, you can push it to the wayside or you can say, no, that's a boring topic and I don't want to talk about it. But I do think it ties into sex. I think it ties into a lot of things. And I think it's an important topic. So I think it's important that we talk about the difference between privacy and secrecy. And I think it's important because especially when people come in for couples therapy, but therapy in and of itself, when they're talking about sex, there are things that make them very uncomfortable. But a lot of times in my practice, there are people who are engaging in secretive behavior that is uprooting and destroying their relationship. They'll come in for individual therapy and they'll share with me something that Somebody told them and they struggle between what their obligation is to share that information, not share that information. Is that something that they have to hold on to and it's burdening them? What does that mean? There's also just the difference with all the platforms out there right now. It's like, what can I keep to myself and what can't I keep to myself? And even amongst your friends, like, do I talk about my sex life? Do I not talk about my sex life? And let me tell you, there are people who are dying to talk about their sex life. And there are people who have no interest in talking about their sex life. So I would love to explore some of that if you're willing. Sure. Yes. I was just waiting for you to like finish your ramble. It was a <laughs> have long another one. sip. <laughs> On, don't you're just like know, the one amazing. time. I'm just, I'm just the I one know. time I'm really uber unpolished. I know, I love it though. I'm like bringing out the unpolished in you every week, you're and I just me. see it. I love it. So yes, you covered a lot. Though I'm gonna tap into the last sentence you said, which was, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, I know what you said. Some people love talking about sex, and some people don't. What I have found in my experience in my circle, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure I might be onto something. The people I know that talk about sex all the time, for some reason, I feel as though they're the ones that have the harder trouble with it, or they're the ones that have problems, whether it's themselves personally or their relationships or whatnot, versus the people who are a little bit more tight-lipped, maybe a little bit more what's the word? Mature? I don't know if that's the right word. Because I do think that there's a huge difference between secrets and privacy. And in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we're all entitled to our own opinion. I feel that a secret is something that is either your own or that you're holding for another that potentially if that secret had spilled over into the public world, it potentially may hurt Mm -hmm. another person or persons Mm -hmm. versus privacy that I think is paramount, Mm -hmm. right? Privacy is something that you hold on to and you value and it's dear to you. And it doesn't have to be taboo, but privacy is private. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we talk about your personal life, why? I mean, the word personal is private. Mm -hmm. And there's something, in my opinion, that's very mature and elegant and not for the the public domain, if you will, unless you choose to share with others. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, to two points. One, you were saying that I think the people that talk about it the most are the ones that are struggling the most. <clears throat> I don't know if those were actually the words you used, but that was my summary of it. And I would say, isn't that case in point on social media? When you see people who are overly 
loquacious about their relationships or posting pictures about all of their glorious trips or whatever the case may be. They're usually the people who are in unhappy marriages or they're putting it out there to make themselves feel better when really they're feeling very empty inside. So I do believe that there is some component of that. The other thing that I was going to say is I think that you hit on the the differences between secrecy and privacy. And I would just add that for secrecy, there tends to be fear and shame associated with whatever it is that you're trying to keep secret. With privacy, there really isn't fear or shame. If it came out, it's not good or bad, it just is. And it's not something that you have to keep away from other people, but you're choosing to. And so I would almost equate that as having really healthy boundaries. There are some things that other people just shouldn't be privy to. And I agree with that. But but the question I would ask you, though, is if we're living in a world where everyone is vomiting out every bit of their life, mm-hmm. obviously, this quote unquote secret, mm-hmm. but that there is no privacy, right? We've now skewed the lines on that. And at what point do you feel as though if you're not oversharing, mm-hmm. right, that then people think, are you keeping a secret? Does that make sense? It or? makes sense. And it's a good question. I don't know, necessarily know that I have the answer, but I would go back to something that I've called you out on a million times over is what the fuck does it matter what people are thinking about you, right? You're the person who has to know that, hey, you know, my life is good. I don't have to advertise it out there. It's not for the whole world to see. And I'm comfortable with that decision. And they can make any assessment or any evaluation of me that they want. But it's none of my business what they think about me, nor is it really any of their business to have a thought about me. But I don't really care. Um, and again, healthy boundaries. Sure. Yeah. Well, and again, I think on paper or in your real life practice, which again, everyone, like big point here that this is not real life in relative to real therapy, of course. But to me, it, it sparks the conversation of what do you share and what do you not share? And not that I think that I... I'm an oversharer by any stretch because I'm not. I have found in myself, I have pulled the rain backs in certain areas and loosened up in certain areas. You know, having the blog for many years, I at one point was willing to write and talk about anything. There was really nothing off limits. Mm. At the end of the day, when I evaluated that after potentially the demise of my marriage, I made a conscious decision that there are some hard lines. And as a mother and a grown-up, I mean, <laughs> even though, you know, sometimes we like to pretend <laughs> that like, we're three-year-olds. We're unpolished. We're unpolished, but grown-up nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And I have responsibilities. And I do have a perception that I would like to put out, not because I give a shit so much about what other people think, but I care what I think. And I care about waking up in the morning and feeling that I'm doing my own personal due diligence sure, and right by myself in a community, let's call it what it is. It, it's pretty tight knit here and everyone kind of knows everyone's stuff. And, and I did make a conscious decision that as a mother and a single mother to boot in a world that I'm completely green in, which is like the single world, that my personal life is going to remain personal, i.e. private. Right. But you made that choice because it feels good for you, that you have good boundaries. You did that because you have children. You don't want your children to be exposed to some of these stories or experiences or whatever. That's healthy. That is mature. 
that is saying that I don't care what other people think. This is important to me and I'm going to set my boundary here that I'm only going to share this much with them. And that's a good thing, right? It's when people put it all out there and aren't thinking about all the implications. You know, we really, you know, I as a psychologist, I keep privacy all the time. That's by definition, that is what I do for a living. It's all about privacy. You can tell me anything and anything that you say will stay between you and me unless you tell me that you're going to hurt yourself, hurt somebody else, or report any type of elder abuse, child abuse, or handicap abuse. That's what I say to every patient when they come into my office. Can you say that again like 10 times faster, please? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't think anyone wanted to be bored with all the, the privacy contingencies that I share with my patients, but I have to maintain privacy, right? That's an obligation and ethical responsibility that I have, right? So I'm attuned to privacy. I have a respect for privacy and I value people who also do. So the people that are on Facebook and, and social media, Instagram and the Twitter Mm -hmm. and doing all of those things, you know what? I don't need to hear it. I don't care what's going on in their life in that respect. It would be wise of them to maybe set a boundary and to keep some things to themselves. Do you think that that it's important to remind people that because we're in a world where, as we just spoke of before, that every iota of your life is documented and also as evidenced by what we see on television. Sure. There's reality shows of people literally living their life doing absolutely nothing and somehow we're glued in and that's what our society has found quote unquote sexy back to the whole you know sex thing we can tie back in that people I think it's normal to overshare and maybe you know again as a doctor and I know it's not real therapy but maybe you can drive the nail in that people need a reminder to reel it back in and to keep it close to the vest and to, you don't have to spew out every meal you've had over the last week at every restaurant you've been to and every vacation and every, I mean, my biggest pet peeve is the private jets that people take. (laughs) Like, okay, we know you have a lot of money that you got from point A to point B in a private jet. It's just obnoxious. Keep it to yourself, honestly, because what it says to people like me when I see that, I'm not impressed. I'm actually repulsed a little bit that you're so taken with yourself or so insecure that that's the only thing you have to put out there. And it sounds so silly, but even you know the whole birthday wish and things of that nature, if, if you're wishing your partner or your best friend or your lover or the love of your life or whatever, the happiest birthday ever, who the person's not even on social media, <laughs> it, really? How about turning your computer off? You don't have to share that with the world. Keep that private turn over to your lover, your best friend, your partner, whomever it is, and tell them how you feel. But to announce it to 732 of your best acquaintances, (laughs) (laughs) it just seems so vain and basic. You know, we do live in a society that is self-focused. I won't go so far as to say a narcissistic society, but we're self-focused and there's a lot of insecurity in people. No, Dr. Boca, go so far to say. <laughs> well, you know, I think we go throw, so far. I think we throw around narcissism a little too colloquially and it gets blurred between like the real narcissists in the world that meet diagnostic criteria for it. So, but I think there is a self-focus and I think people are coming at it from a very insecure place and need a lot of validation. And when we are feeling that insecure, it's no wonder why we have such an anxious population because we're looking to others for a sense of self and we need to have a sense of self for ourselves. And 
that's a whole nother topic as to why we don't have a sense of self and how to develop a sense of self. But yeah, people need to start keeping their shit to themselves because A, people aren't really interested because they're only interested in their own shit anyway. So why would you put your shit out anyway? And two, it's a violation of boundaries for you, your partner, or anybody else, your children or whomever it is. It's not necessary. Except though, that I'm going to argue this a little bit with you. Is that Hi. because... Oi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'll go easy. Thanks. <laughs> I know you're tired. I'm a little tired. You like, give me alcohol. But no, what I'm going to argue is, is you're saying, you know, we all need our boundaries and you keep it to yourself and so on and so forth. And because, and I, you know, I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit, but because we live in a world where everybody is just putting every last iota of everything out there, that there is this piece of almost, I don't want to use the word bullying because I don't think that's the right word. But when you choose, you meaning I'll use myself as an sure. example. If I choose to keep certain things private in my life, there is a almost knee-jerk reaction from other people who do spew out all their shit all the time to question, well, why aren't you saying this? And why aren't you doing that? And how come I don't know about this? And I wonder, and we, and I get it from the mind-shrinking perspective, right? Everyone remember, we're like ditching the couch, we're grabbing the mics, and we're breaking it all down here. I understand that we do have to have boundaries. And what they think really has no bearing on what my boundaries are and what I want to discuss or not discuss. And I own that. And I'm perfectly content with that. I stand by that and I'm proud. But it doesn't take away from the chipping away and the gnawing of all these you know, excuse my expression, but I call them yenta vaginas. <laughs> of course right? you do. I do. Like, shut the fuck up. If I want to talk to you about what I want to talk to you about, then you're the first to know. But if I don't, lay off. Sure. And that's what I would say. Lay off. Go away. You're not going to get this information from me. Those are the first people that are going to have secrets. Mm. And I think that's an interesting part about it is the people that are putting out all of this oftentimes are putting it all out so that you don't ask the secret, mm. you know? So for example, the one who's always putting out that they have this great marriage and this great life are probably also the ones, and I'm not saying all, so please don't hear this as an all statement, but are also the ones who are probably having an affair or having a substance abuse problem or just unhappy in their life. And whether they're acting out or not acting out, who knows? And so there's that piece of it that they're carrying around some secret, whatever the secret is, they, they lost their job, they, and they don't want to tell their friends. So they're, they're distracting, you know, it's the, what's that expression? Well, deflect. Yeah, deflect. But like, you know, it, it's like a smoke screen. That's mm -hmm. the word. Mm -hmm. I was, I'm so proud of myself for coming up with <laughs> Yay, that. Yay, Dr. Boga. <laughs> so um, it's like a smoke screen, you know, it's like, please don't penetrate this. Like, I'm going to put all of this out there because if you only knew how unhappy I was, mm. you know, you see all these kids, sadly, who um, are either doing drugs or because of COVID have been so isolated and they're so depressed that they're eventually wind up killing themselves. But if you look at their Facebook feeds and you look at their Instagram, they're happy and everything was going so well. And these parents are looking like, what the hell happened? Like, how did I not know? They didn't want you to know. Mm. They didn't want you to know. They wanted the world and everybody else to not know because that would get in the way of what it is that they were trying to accomplish. Mm. 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 Yeah, no, that's a, I mean, I have to, I had to take that in a little bit. I'm like, mm, mm. <laughs> no, I think it's true. And I agree with you. What I would like to convey to the listeners out there, if you're still listening, 
is I think that we should bring privacy back. Whoa! Is that like a, <laughs> is that like a new like political mantra or something? Yes. Like that's the slogan? Yes. Let's bring privacy back. I'm all okay? for it. For the listeners out there, I'm going to make an assumption. You know, I know what happens if we assume, but I'm thinking that our demographic and the people who are listening are probably middle-aged people who, right? I, well, I'd I, like to believe I'm not middle-aged. Well, yet, you are. So get over yourself because <laughs> we are. We're kind of already set in our ways. We, Our families are what they are. Some of us are incredibly happy in our worlds. Others are incredibly happy knowing that our journey is still continuing and there's more for us and whatnot. But at the end of the day, we're not adolescents. We're not babies. We should be somewhat intelligent, thought-provoking. I'll even go so far to say, you know, Dr. Broke, I, I put you in the category with me. I think we are somewhat thought leaders in our community and we have something important to say. I do think that keeping some things are private doesn't mean it's a secret. No. And people need to be reminded of that. Absolutely. I think it makes you more credible. I was going to say, there's a lure to people that are private. People want to get to know you. They want to kind of understand what makes you tick or what's behind that. Those people who leak everything when they first meet you, you're like, well, okay, well, now I know everything about you. That was like, that's it? That's all you got for me, right? There's something attractive about getting to the deeper levels of people. And that's what I do in my work. And I love that is I don't go with the superficiality. You try to go to the depth and the deepness. No, I agree. I mean, for me, I always say that I feel as though you have to earn the right to know what the layers are. Anyone can present however they want to present. But in order to get to know me, you know, I'm using me as an example, but whomever, I feel like that is earned. And that has kind of been the angle that I have played in this kind of second dance of my life, that being so public and vomiting out so much, it just seems so basic and simple. Mm -hmm. And I think that who you are is worth so much more to really waiting until you know a person or persons or whatnot and having that mutual respect for one another until you're really willing to say all per se. Well, yeah. And there's a level of intimacy that you get when you trust somebody enough to share those layers that you don't share with anybody. It kind of separates them, right, in that relationship with you than it does to somebody that you would share something else with. Those relationships just aren't as intimate. They're fun. They're exciting. They're cool to go out for dinner with, whatever the case may be, but we don't get to that level. Now, I will say there were two points that I want to make. One is that a lot of people today, the way that people have to market their businesses, in case in point, our podcast even, we are on social media. And because people are attracted and voyeuristic, to knowing what's going on in other people's lives. We even have had these discussions, so our listeners can understand. We've struggled with the process of social media promoting our podcast because neither one of us really needs or feels the desire to put our personal life out on this platform to get other people to see what's going on. But there is a fine line between sharing with our audience and letting them connect with us because that builds intimacy and connection, which is what we hope we're doing with our listeners and with our communities. 
and that crossing of the line of kind of putting everything out there we're not willing to do. You know, I have a professional job. You have a professional job. We don't need our whole lives out there. So there's this middle ground that we have to kind of suck up a little bit to put out there. So I just, I did want to make notice because I didn't want us to be seen as hypocrites here as we were talking about, you know, putting shit out on the internet. But it is, I'm going to be honest, a struggle of mine at least. And I know you feel the same way of just, I don't know, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? We have children, we have professional lives. We have, you know, I have a husband. It's like, I don't know, how much do I want to put out there? The second thing I wanted to say, it would be really great if I remembered what the second thing was (laughs) that I wanted to say, but maybe it will come back to me later on. But yeah. Yeah, no, Lynn, you know, years ago when our kids were little and there were no consequences to what we did or didn't do because they were none the wiser, they are now. My children Mm -hmm. call me. There is nothing that I can get past them, nothing. And they call me out on everything to the point where, yes, they know I have the blog. Yes, they know that we're doing the podcast. They will say almost on the daily, mom, you're not going to put that on social media, are you? Mom, you're not going to talk about that on your podcast, are you? You're not going to write about that on your blog, are you? And I don't want to violate the trust that I have spent 13 and 15 years building with them because that to me is more important. Absolutely. As it should be. You're a mother. That that comes first. And those are the people that we want to care about what they think of us. But Joe Schmo down the street, who's upset because Rachel hasn't shared what the devastating news in her life was that week, they don't deserve to know this kind of stuff. And for you to share that information just to make them happy, not worth it. And I don't think whether it's a laugh or whatever, like none of it is worth it. Certainly not at the expense of my children, but even myself now as an individual who's navigating my own way in this, you know, big, beautiful world, okay? You know, I look back to years and years and years ago, how people navigated their way. And it wasn't by the direction of what they saw other people doing on social media and these platforms that are basically a bunch of nonsense and smoke and mirrors. And I have that's commu- the, oh, that's smoke and mirrors. The, that's the word. What did I say? A smoke screen? Well, yeah, that was the word. See, that's why you keep me around, right? Smoke right. and mirrors. And and I have really kind of prided myself on the fact that at the end of the day, no matter how quote unquote unpolished I am. I'm an old-fashioned girl. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things that I just feel that it's not worth it until I'm ready or willing or able. And I make no apology for that. Nor should you make an apology. That is your boundary. That is your decision to make. I want to go back because I remembered what I was going to say. Oh, and then I remembered something I was going to say. Which is <laughs> old age. <laughs> Drinks and old age just don't match. Okay, or, you go, then I'll go. Okay, so how oh, I might have forgotten it again. Oh, I know. Is that there are people, myself included, who have a personality style that I can go into a room full of people and it looks like I am sharing my entire life story. But guess what? I'm not. I'm using things that I know are honest things that are safe topics for me that don't cross a boundary that I've put in there. But people will leave that night and think that they know Dr. Boca. And I have since even gotten the name Dr. Boca because of that personification that I can exemplify. However, there are a lot of things that I keep private and the people that I share them with, those are the ones that I 
kind of consider myself, consider in my circle. Mm-hmm. And I, I have no qualms about sharing it with them. But the people that I meet out in the real world, no, you're going to know part of me, but you're not going to know everything. And if you knew everything, like, ew, you mm-hmm. don't want to know everything about me. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And guess what? We don't want to know everything about everybody else either. But what I was going to say um, to dovetail off of that statement that there's only certain people who know certain things mm-hmm. about you, as it, I believe it should be. Do you feel, you know, we've kind of beaten privacy to death a little bit, but yeah. back to the secrecy, secret, which is okay. what everybody's very excited yeah, right, about. Right. So do you think that when you're the secret holder sure. of others, and I'm going to actually extrapolate out your business, okay. okay? Because that business is business and you have to toe the line and you wouldn't sure. be in business if you violated that. Absolutely. Okay. So let's just keep it to, you know, personal. fun and games and personal and, and sure. so on and so forth. So when a friend says to you, I have to tell you something, but you can't tell anyone. Mm. Do you find that, that that's like an immediate burden? So there's a push-pull, if I'm being very honest. There's a part of me based on what I do for a living, right? So we're pushing personal and professional here. I want to know. Like there's a part of me that is voyeuristic because this is what I do for a living. I live to understand people and to help them through whatever it is that they're struggling with. But on the other hand, when it's in my personal life, um, and in part because I give so much professionally, but in my personal life, I do feel honored that they would come to me and share this information with me. And I want to be there for them. But yes, especially when it puts me in a triangle and that triangulates me, whether it's, you know, don't tell anyone. Well, you know, the first question out of my mouth is, can I tell my husband? right? Because I don't want to keep secrets from my husband. So I, I hate when people put me in a situation where like, no, you can't tell your husband. Like that, it just feels awful to me, you know? But I, it, it, there's a burden that you're carrying because God forbid somebody gets it out of you in some way, shape or form. And you have to now navigate the social waters. When I'm out with this one, I can't say anything. Or if I see this person, you know, I'm just going to use an example because I feel like it works better with an example. A friend comes to you and they tell you that they're struggling with alcohol. They're probably, I hate the word alcoholic, but they're probably an alcoholic, right? And then we're out and I can't tell anybody, can't tell anybody. Nope, not allowed to tell anybody. And we're out and I see them like downing drinks. But if I go up to them and say something, right? Then, yeah, then they're aggressive. Right, and other defensive. people are watching me, right? Yeah. It's a very difficult situation. It's like when someone's newly pregnant and they tell you and then like everybody comes down on you like, why aren't they drinking? Why aren't they drinking? Do you know why she's not drinking? Do you know why she's not drinking? You know, it's like, oh my God, you want to tell them, but you can't tell them. And so it does. It puts you in this very awkward position. And guess what? I'm not going out that often these days. So when I go out, I certainly don't want it to be an awkward situation where I can't just be myself and enjoy the surroundings. So yeah, I do think there's a burden sometimes. And let me ask you this. I'll take it one step further. Do you think that if a person entrusts you with their secrets, that that should include, I don't think it does include, but I feel like we should make up our own rules. And it should include that if you're going to ask me to keep your secret, that then is part and parcel with me being able to call you out on certain things along the way. You can't just be the secret holder to the secret person, you know, who I don't don't know what what the phrase is, and then not have any accountability, right? You can't just be like the person you're going to dump your shit on. Well, you can, right? The person can do that. You have a choice as the recipient of that information to set boundaries and to say to them, look, 
before you tell me this secret, I just want you to know, or after they tell you the secret, I just want you to know, like, if you want me to keep this, there are conditions upon which I'm willing to keep this secret. And that would be that if I see you doing X, Y, and Z, I have every right to call you out on it. I will not call you out on it in public. I will not do it in front of, you know, your spouse. I will not, you know, whatever. And I will do it in a loving and supporting way, but this is the condition. Otherwise I'm not keeping it. Okay. So that's fair. Okay. I would say to anyone listening out there, whether you know me or you don't know me, I am probably the best secret keeper for two reasons. And they're the complete polar opposite reasons. Number one is because I truly am as loyal as the day is long. So if you tell me something in confidence, I assure you it's going to the vault. Okay. Actually, three reasons why I'm a good secret <laughs> secret. I just thought of another one. Okay. <laughs> I, I think so, I know. The yeah. Okay. Right. Well, no. <laughs> well, the word vault was kind of like the, the trigger for me. Okay. Okay. So number one, uh, let me just back up. So I'm a great secret keeper because I'm loyal as the day is long. Sure. What you tell me, it, you have my word. I'm, you know, I'm only as good as my word, and I take it to the vault. Number two, because we all have secrets, and I sure. think anyone who is too presumptuous to think that they don't have secrets themselves, you're lying. Okay, so we all have entrusted. I would imagine over time, you know, it could mm-hmm. be when you're younger, when you're older, now, past, you know, whatever. We've all had to entrust our secrets in others and hope that they uphold that level of loyalty as you do. But number three, (laughs) and most notably as it relates to our current world now, is because I don't even remember. I knew that was going to be your number three. I knew that one was coming. Well, we talked about 34 seconds ago. (laughs) So if you want to entrust me with your secrets, I promise you... (laughs) I'm the perfect person because I'm not even going to (laughs) remember. So I will tell you that I have an unbelievable memory when it comes to my patients. Like I can remember things forever and it amazes me. But if you ask me what so-and-so said two days ago or, oh my God, I just had this conversation with somebody and I have no idea who I had the conversation with. And I have to go day by day to kind of figure out who I had it with. So I'm also a good person, obviously. And I say this to people all the time when they say, can I tell you something? And you can't say anything to anybody. I'm like, I'm bound by confidentiality. (laughs) Like I do this for a living. You can tell me anything. And that's really the truth. But it's also in, um, I was going to come up with a word and it's not a real word, but homage, homage, what's the word? Homage. I don't know. Is that like an honor of other people? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whatever the word is that starts with homage. Okay. That word, um, to thank everybody Mm -hmm. for all the secrets that they've held for me. Not that I've had so many secrets in my life, but um, who have waited for the right time to say something when I wasn't ready to tell the world that I was like getting divorced or, you know, when I loved X, Y, and Z in the fourth grade and I didn't want anyone to know, or I kissed the first guy that I kissed at camp. Like they kept those secrets from me or God, I hope they did, you know? And so in, you know, to honor them and to thank them and to respect them, I do that paying it forward. Fair enough. And, and, and I will throw homage <laughs> sounds so much better than the right. way that I was thinking it sounded. To everyone out there who has kept my secrets, because let's call it what it is. Absolutely. We all have secrets. Don't pretend that you're you're so much better than everyone else that you don't. So maybe go thank the person that has kept your secrets, big or small. We all need those people to kind of hold on. Or, you know, it's probably even just someone to balance that conscious mindset off of and to keep you on the straight and narrow. And I agree with that. But I also think that, and Dr. Broca speak to this too, but I know we're probably going to wrap it up too. The thankfulness 
for understanding privacy and that it is such a big difference with secrets and to please keep the two in separate columns. Yeah, absolutely. You have to make a clear distinction between the two things. And I just think, you know, what I want to do, I just want to make note of this. Like, even though secrets are filled with fear and shame, we are human beings and we are all going to have a secret or two or three or, you know, whomever you are, you might have way more than that. And, you know, with it comes shame, but also understand that it's normal. We want to normalize the experience of having it. I don't encourage secrets. I think they could be very destructive to relationships, to others and with self. But the fact that it is that we are human, we are fallible, we all make mistakes, we all have things that we're struggling through and working on. And in the process of doing all of that, we have to hold on to whatever that secret might be. And so I encourage all of you to get the help that you need to reach out to a friend, to seek a therapist, to do some journaling and guiding and and meditation and whatever the case may be, to try to find a place that you might be able to share that secret. Maybe make it so that that secret doesn't exist, but also know that you're normal and it's okay that you do have that secret. I know we're wrapping up, but it just occurred to me. I was thinking about something else to kind of just like open up the door again. Sure. What is like we call you, that like doorknobbing. Kind of yeah. like I know you were like shutting the door and like kicking me to the curb. Pretty but I'm much. Like, no, no. So I'm not leaving. No, I, mean, I have all of those. Yes. Wait, so, so I'm going to be that person right now. And I was just wondering, what about people who not by choice, but got thrown into holding a secret Mm -hmm. that they don't even necessarily agree with. And they actually think that sharing the secret would probably heal a lot of people, a lot of people. But you just know that you just know that that's, you just can't because you're not in control. It's not really your secret to tell. And that's another thing maybe that we should circle back around that if you agree to hold a secret, you better be willing Mm -hmm. to deal with the consequences of what that may feel like because you're really just a placeholder. Right. Yeah. No, I, you know, um, it's kind of like the person who knows that somebody either cheated or hooked up with or doesn't really want to get married and you're sitting in this position where you've, you've witnessed it, you've caught them in the act or whatever the case is. And it's like, do you tell the bride or the groom? right? Do you tell the other one? And you're sitting there like, oh shit, like I didn't do nothing. I did nothing other than be in the wrong place at the wrong time and expose the secret. Like, what do I do? And the truth is, you know that if you tell them, this person's life's trajectory may go in a very different direction. You know, it's a really hard call of what you do. And I'm a believer that I would talk to the person and share with them and say, you know, look, I know it's scary. And we talked about fear and having to kind of walk through the fear of certain things and nothing easy comes, you know, to us. We have to get the challenging things. We have to walk through that fear. But on the other side of fear is opportunity. You know, I would talk to the person and be like, look, I know you're scared to expose this or to call off the wedding or what have you. But realize that by doing that, you're going to change the whole trajectory. It's not my place to do it, but you really should go to the, you know, the bride-to-be and tell her that you can't get married to her. You don't necessarily have to tell her why, that you just stop the, you know, maid of honor. Like, you don't have to tell her that, but you should tell her and you owe it to her. What they decide to do with that is their choice, but you're right. It's not your secret to tell. It's tricky. It is. It's, it's a very, tricky. It's, you know, some people would answer one way and some people would answer the other way. And, you know, I'm of the person, so I'm telling you it's not your secret to tell, but I'm of the person, I'm of the mind frame, I guess, where sometimes the loss of the friend and the trust 
could potentially be more helpful to the other people. And uh, it takes a lot of strength to do it. But I think that honesty is the best policy. Mm, I think you're right. But you know what? I'm going to tell you a secret right now. I am like, my head is spinning. So let's get back to more fun stuff or let's wrap it. And then yeah. we can get back to like, because we were supposed to like, talk be about, about sex. sex. I right? know. And it's like my favorite topic. And I, I love working with my patients when they talk about sex because it's such a universal theme. And I, look, the truth is, guys, all my listeners, I promised you we're going to talk about sex. And I'm sorry that we might have disappointed you, but this was not the first time you were disappointed by sex. I mean, let's be honest. So you can live through one more disappointment related to sex. And I promise you, we will climax at some point in the near future. There you go. Everyone, just do it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be much more satisfied. Am I right or am I wrong? Sorry, but I said it. I mean, sometimes yes, sometimes no, but it's not a bad option. Right, right. Well, but it is is interesting because I do think sex does tie in beautifully with secrets and privacy, the difference between the two, what overlaps, what doesn't, because secrets is kind of a taboo topic. Privacy is a little bit more of like an elegant cousin to secrets, but sex is all intertwined. And, you know, the older we get, obviously we become a little bit more mature with the topic. We don't have to like chuckle and giggle in the corner because that's what we're talking about. No, it's so no, it's, it's totally <laughs> fun. But but I do think that that's why for me, it does fall into the camp of privacy and certainly not secrets because it shouldn't be a secret. You would hope that everyone out there is figuring out ways to have, have sex, sex, right? <laughs> and, and there's, you can be very creative these days, everyone. Absolutely. Um, and I'm, you know, a huge proponent of that. But I do think, at least for me, that it's much sexier, if you will, to put that in the privacy column mm-hmm. at this stage of the game. You know, sure. when you're young and dumb, there's n- not enough people that you can find to tell <laughs> what you're working on behind the scenes, right? Right. But again, behind the scenes bodes to there's a reason it's behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. So, no doubt. yeah, I, I mean, look, I don't, I, I do want to get to sex. I do think, though, that this was the stepping stone to that. And I do think that. You know, sex could be an entire season. It could be an entire podcast for an entire podcast series just on sex. So I'm excited to talk about it. I think it's going to be interesting. I don't want to necessarily pigeonhole it into one little topic, although we may do that and then eventually come back to more. But I hope people will continue to listen because I guarantee you it will probably be one of our most listened to episodes when we do get it. So this I, was actually good that we like made it sound like we were going to talk about sex and never got to it. Yeah. Well, this was kind of like the preamble, right? Sure. It's so the foreplay. It, there you go. <laughs> perfect. Thank you. All right. There you. You know what? And I feel like that's like the perfect place to wrap this. That was beautifully said. This secrecy, privacy. This is the foreplay to lead into a real unpolished discussion on sex. But at the end of the day, I think what we're trying to convey is that secrets are secrets. Privacy is a whole different bird. Try to keep the stuff that you really hold value and that you respect tight to the vest. You don't need to share every iota of every detail of everything that you hold dear to the whole world. Keep it tight to the vest to the people that you do hold dear. And if you've been asked to hold a secret, then do your job and 
keep it tight to the vest too and respect the person that you have been asked to hold this in, you know, I don't know what the word is, but confidence, confidence. If you have a secret, which we all do. So I'm sure you're all like, hmm, do I have a secret? Yes, you do. You I do. should answer the question. Be cautious who you ask to hold your secrets to and have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you can have sex. <laughs> lots and lots of sex. That is the best just, advice we can and give right, you. And if you're confused, just, you know, option three, have sex. <laughs> when in doubt. When in doubt. Sex. Right. Anyways, I think that we need to wrap this one up. So. I think we do too. Everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll, of course, be back next week. As always, we can't wait. I'm sure you can't wait too please head over to either our website, head over to any of our platforms on social media, be it Instagram or Facebook. We are Unpolished Therapy. We always love reviews. We Good, bad, or indifferent, you know, secrets or, you know, it's, maybe you're holding a secret that like you don't really like our podcast and that's fine. <laughs> it's right? fine. But let us know. Rate us, review us, share us with your friends. Let us know what you want to hear coming down the pipe. We're always open to new suggestions and new topics. There's no topic that isn't too unpolished for us. And next week, of course, we will be here, Dr. Boca and myself at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where our wheels and yours, we hope, will get turned (laughs) upside upside down. down. Bye, everyone. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.